Good morning, BHA. Hi, everyone. This is a new episode of Good Morning, BHA, where we talk about everything barbershop in Australia, mostly from a bloke's perspective because we're blokes. Um, it's we've got a pretty special episode for you this time, unique one might say. Ash Schofield, please please uh, lay the groundwork yes, for what uh, is, what you have done. It's quite unique. <laughs> yes. Um, Very so, unique. Uh, yeah, fortunately for us, um, we have the current president of BHA, Dan Milgate, and the immediate past president, immediate past, yep. uh, Ian Mulholland, and also Mike Donnelly, who has been BHA president as well. They all live in my city in Perth. Um, and Dan had an actual good idea of going going up to Mike Donnelly's place, and because he, he he's come across a whole bunch of barbershop vinyl, um, like all these old old albums that he wanted to just go over and listen listen to with Mike Donnelly. We didn't actually get to that because we just chatted and had pizza and a couple of drinks and just um, mm. yeah. We, so that'll be the next time we we'll all go around there and listen to some music. Um, but yeah, we got around the table and had a good chat, and I got to ask him questions about being presidents over the years. So, it's pretty- so there's probably twenty-ish years of BHA presidents and presidents uh, around yeah. around the in one roundtable discussion. So, uh, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, he, um, here's the discussion. There you go. Candlelight interview with Ash Schofield. <laughs> yeah, wow. That was a bit of a treat. Well, no, this the is crack, a treat for me to be table. with you guys. So who have we got here? We've got, we have our current Barbershop Harmony Australia president, Mr. Dan Milgate. Welcome Hello, good evening. Yeah. And we have uh, uh, immediate past president, Mr. Ian Mulholland. Good evening. And then less immediate past president, penultimate <laughs> <laughs> immediate past. <laughs> Mike Donnelly. And Aloha. Long, probably longest serving president, maybe? I think or probably, Probably? Yes. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, let's get started. Let's get jump straight into it. Uh, let's go to the, the the original and the best. Uh, take that, guys. Take Who's that? Who's that? Mike. I like your style. Yeah. Tell us, uh, how, tell us about your uh, presidency and when, when did that start and how long that went for? Oh, it was about 2002 and it went for 12 years. And well, which was a long time. <laughs> we know, but that's, that's what they all said. But it was a lot of fun. Now, seriously, I, I was exposed to barbershop uh, first in Hawaii. Yeah, the sounds of Aloha Chorus, and sang with them for about four years, and then uh, when was that, Mike? Uh, 1995. Started 92 actually, and then okay. came here 95. The day I arrived, I looked for barbershop group. In the yellow pages, back when they had yellow pages, the yellow pages, and so I looked under Cora's barbershop, and there wasn't anything except how to get your hair cut. And then I looked under, <laughs> I looked under uh, choruses, nothing, choirs, nothing. Finally, found it under bands and choruses, and Men in Harmony was there. there you go. So I went down the very first <coughs> rehearsal, and I've been barbershopping virtually every week since 1995. What every week? I missed one back in <laughs> 2006. <laughs> most been most of them, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was. Sounds for long time. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's right. Well, I was earlier, right? Mm-hmm. 95 in, in Australia. Yeah, 95. Yeah, yeah. November yeah. 8th, 95, we were right. That's November right. 8th, okay. went through, so. That's right. No one listens to this anyway, so it's fine. No, you can make us. I listen. No, Richard listens. He doesn't. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's really been a lot of fun, and a lot of the things are the same. Um, you know, the goals that we have, and uh, trying to share our art form around places, and other things have changed dramatically. Going to the uh, every year 
conventions yeah worked out well and where everybody's getting better and it's it's people age um, and that's been a problem in barbershops here always trying to get the new guys coming in yeah we worked hard on that one of the things I told uh, men in harmony when I looked at him after I'd been with him for about 15 years I said you guys are about 10 years older than you were a decade ago <laughs> and they said what I said you're all the same guys nobody's changed yeah. except everybody's 10 years older oh, yep. and we're all still doing the same thing so the guys that had an average age of 60 now their average age is about 80 yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> 20 years older, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think you guys here mentioned even even uh, Vocal Evolution, the average age has gone up quite a bit in the last yeah. five years or so. That's true. So, we see you get a good mix of your <sighs> voices and the, the age of experience. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, on that, what, um, wait, what did you say? That was a good thing. I age forget. of experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you mentioned uh, going to annual conventions, which is bringing, bringing is having, having a good influence on things. Well, yeah. We'll just jump straight into that. We'll get back to, we'll come back to everyone's stories individually throughout yeah. the chat. But yeah, jumping into annual conventions, how do we reckon all that's going? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, the decision was made based on, uh, you know, a few other organisations that had gone from every two years to every, to, to each year. Yeah. And uh, we always thought that uh, we knew that we would get potentially get less delegates attending our conventions. Um, fewer <laughs> delegates attending. Thank you, Andrew. But that if we started doing it, then that, you know gradually those numbers would pick up again. Right. And so you know we needed to obviously get you know about half what we were getting before mm -hmm. in order for that equation <coughs> to work out. Uh, and we're, we've been getting well above that, so we've been pretty consistently getting, you know, 400 plus nice. at our conventions. Um, obviously, you know, it's kind of impacted by the fact that we've now got the venue costs every year instead of every second year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's 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 always quite hair raising, uh, ironically. That uh, is ironic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The the the, um, <laughs> the the average attendance when we had Sorry. biannual um, yeah. biannual. <clears throat> Yeah. conventions was about 700 yep and based on the sweet Adeline's experience they went from that to about 60 percent mm -hmm. of that number but every year yep so we figured well okay so two times 60 percent is 120 percent so we're actually getting more more math for everybody more people um you know um per year than we were getting before awesome. so uh and there was you know there was pressure and interest from groups to go mm -hmm. annual mm -hmm. you know um, especially for for a young person yep. a year's a long time you know I mean you know, as we get older time seems to go quicker yep. but for a young person a year is a long time yeah. so they didn't want to wait two years, two years between yeah. conventions you know from 18 to 20 is a huge portion of that person's life whereas you know 62 to 64 yeah. is not such a big portion so it also meant that we were missing out on um, school cycles yep. so kids could compete in year 10 but then the next time we'd go to get them they were pretty much out oh, of the school gone. system yeah, they were gone. Gone. so um, it yeah. was important to us that we sort of made sure that we were able to align with the teachers a little bit yeah. more yeah that, yeah that really aligns what you're saying Ian about mm. young yeah being younger and that consistent like every year it's on yeah. every year you can that's right yeah you can count on it <clears throat> yeah you know and uh, yeah we knew that 
one one of the impacts was, you know, with a seven hundred person convention, you can have a bigger venue, more prestigious, you know, with us with four hundred people, the venue has probably got to be a bit smaller, and so you know the scale of the convention has had to change, yeah. and, and so that's been a bit of a challenge, is finding the right venues that match the scale that we need to operate at. But on the, the positive side of that, though, you can get a, a smaller, classy convention that wasn't the whole convention center. Yeah, that you know could handle seven thousand people or something, <coughs> and you just had a little corner of it, but you still paid convention prices. Yeah, you, know. you get these. Beautiful town halls and things that. Uh, oh, some of the town halls we've had, you know, like the Newcastle Town Hall, the Adelaide yeah. Town Hall, been been oh, wonderful, you know. And, and I'd awesome. love to see us using more of those sorts of styles of yep. venues. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, we'll go around the table, but uh, the biggest biggest challenges of of the your presidencies, I guess. Uh, Mikey would have had a lot over a long time, probably. But is there any yep. particular things that stuck out? during that time? Yeah, just one little specific incident that was, we're talking about the conventions, you try to plan for everything and every possible contingency and what are you going to do if the guest quartet doesn't show up yep. and all this rest of this stuff. <laughs> so we were down, down in Hobart. <laughs> Ian sounds like and, he knows. Oh, Melbourne. Was it, was it? No, Melbourne. Melbourne, that's the other one, yeah. Yep. But this one in Hobart, <clears throat> we decided to have the youth competition on a Thursday for the first time mm -hmm. to start everything off. <clears throat> and on Wednesday, we found out that Melbourne had a major dust storm and they cancelled flights. Where is it? Queensland. Coming out Queensland. of Queensland, yeah. But anyway, the youth guys couldn't come. <laughs> All right. So we were going to have a youth competition with no youth singers. Right. Which was, right. So I remember we were, it was past midnight and we had the board meeting in a pub across from wherever the convention was and we decided we'd have to cancel Thursday. So. The secretary went down and we typed out this memo to everybody and he went around stuffing it under hotel room doors and calling people on the phone and everything. And then about 5.30 in the morning, Qantas said, oh, we put on an extra flight uh, and they'll be there after all. <laughs> so we had to uncancel the cancellation. And oh, it was 7.30 in the morning. I had no way to let everybody know. Yep. So the hotel we're at had a, an atrium with a big walkway going across it. So having a little bit of a booming command voice from my Navy time, I went in the <laughs> middle of the walkway and I yelled out, attention in the hotel, the cancellation is canceled, the event is on for today, tell everybody you see that it's a regular schedule yeah, is in okay. place. So that was, that, that was one of my more <laughs> exciting times. Oh, man. And then the, there was the other one that, with the... Uh, 9-11 situation. Yeah, so 9, 9, I was on the council at the time and 9-11 and um, was, you know, obviously something completely unexpected yeah. and, and you know, our guest quartet luckily had left America before 9-11 happened, so they arrived yeah. but the judges didn't arrive because, you know, <laughs> after 9-11 they, they basically closed all the airports for two weeks and so no one else could get out of uh, America. So we had to do some very uh, quick uh, readjustments of you know who was going to judge and, and so on and so forth. Jeez. So um, that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. <coughs> well, then of course, yeah, because uh, the day after 9/11, ANSET uh, oh, yeah, airlines yeah, collapsed, too, yeah. and so those of us, including me, who were booked on ANSET, uh, you know, luckily I yep. I raced out and rebooked on Qantas straight away, but um, a lot of people, I mean, I 
remember um, people were actually hiring cars yeah. from Melbourne and driving back to Perth. Oh my goodness! You know, to to get yes. home. So, you know, one of the sweet Adelaide's master directors, Kathy Rainey, looked. They had some commitment That's back right. here. Yeah, and she got three of her mates, and they drove across. No, well, that was a quartet. Yeah, that was yeah, the quartet. quartet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, make a quartet. So probably, you know, the the challenge for my presidency was. You know, we, we did two things, I, I suppose, two significant things during my presidency. Yep. One was we went to annual conventions. Yep. And so we had to, you know, um, manage the implementation of that and, you know, um, and so forth. And the second one was when we introduced mixed harmony. Yep. And, you know, there was a lot of pushback about, about that. There was a lot of misunderstanding about what it was all about. Yep. Um, but they were, they were the two challenges for my presidency. Yeah. Mm. So um, <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of cool, like I, you know, witnessing what went what, ha what went down with mixed harmony here, and then um, then having BHS come through, like in the last couple of years, has just been like everyone in harmony. And yeah. It's like, see, guys, yeah. we're all, you know, what were you complaining about, kind of the unit, mm. um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so moving on to that, and, and that kind of is, is where <laughs> I think the challenge for my presidency will lie is yep. in the introduction uh, in, in the changes to membership that you know that may or may not happen um, one of the, the frustrating things about Australian society and particularly our organization but I'm sure it happens to all is that until things directly personally affect people yep. they kind of ignore it yep. and so we can put stuff out for consultation or ask questions or you know say this is the plans we've got or tell us what you think about these certain topics and we get very little sort of feedback from the membership yeah and that can be really frustrating and that was frustrating during you know the, yeah. mixed, the mixed harmony debate yeah. particularly but I guess as we as we you know have a look at the conversations around changing changes to membership yeah uh, I think that the challenge there for me is going to be making sure that we have a fully engaged membership yep um, the, the, I guess the catchphrase of my presidency is is the word relevance, mm -hmm. making sure that we are relevant to each and every member of the organisation because mm. often, uh, you know, guys, they join a chorus and they're loyal to that chorus and yep. that's about as far as many of our members go. Yeah, You know, they know their chorus environment, mm. they know their mates in their chorus and they don't sort of have the bigger picture idea of a national organisation or even an yeah, international organisation. Yeah. <coughs> and so, uh, you know, just making sure that we are providing services that are relevant to those guys that you know we actually get get known by the yeah. membership and get appreciated by the membership and, and, and more so that the membership help us to learn exactly how to support them because my, my job is to provide the best possible environment that I can for our guys and <coughs> potentially girls mm -hmm. to uh, to get as much out of their singing as I have mm. it's funny um, you mentioned that yeah, people don't know how big the organisation is. Even I've come across people at just regionals, like the Sunshine Regional or something, and it's like, oh, how are you doing? How are you like a barbershop? And they're like, I didn't realise it was this big. And that's just Sunshine Regional. You know? I'm like, whoa, yeah. can you just wait? <laughs> you know, that's right. And, um, and I think that's one of the best things about going to international, and especially if you can be in a chorus or something and be part of the whole machine that just gets you from like here to the photo to backstage and then on stage, and then it's like... You realise how, like, you don't feel insignificant because everyone still feels valued, even though you're just like one person out of thousands. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, you get to go on that stage, do your thing, and there's a whole international organisation around you that you're like, man, I'm 
this. This is really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So the more people realize that. Yeah. One thing that's nice, the uh, all of the international groups and countries are on equal footing when it comes to international. And when you know, local evolution's been able to go back to international, mm. we're on the, the World Harmony Council showcase, and you got all of your standard choruses there. You got vocal majority and ambassadors of harmony and vocal evolution. Just, just standard choruses. <laughs> yeah, just, just right, and they're all they're all just slotted yeah. right one after another. And yeah. to be on stage, yeah. following somebody like that is, mm. was really really pretty special. That's cool. And uh, there's 16 groups around the country now, around the country, around the world. Oh, well. Um, and Bing, one of them was, was capital B, small I, and capital G for barbershop in Germany. Yep. Exclamation point. They were really big in the uh, mixed harmony. They and they've they've actually had a European mixed harmony convention. Now that they've started oh, several, mm. several, yeah, several. So those yeah, are going actually, well. And they've really yeah, pushed that's it. That's really taken off. You know, yeah. and and I think BHS, you know, have seen how successful Bing has been mm. with um, with mixed harmony. Yep. And you know, probably looked at it and went, well, you know, actually this can work. Mm. You know, we yeah. don't have to be a male-only organisation. Um, we can be something for everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, so Bing, I think, is now in its. Um, I think we've had probably four world mix. I think since two thousand and twelve. So. Yeah. You know, and. At this point of time, as far as I'm aware, and, and uh, you know, I may be wrong, but uh, there's no plan. Sorry, we'll edit it out if it's wrong. There's, there's no, yeah, sorry, you'll edit it out <laughs> if it's wrong. But there's no plan for for a mixed, uh, a world mixed competition to be right. held in America. It's it's going to be mm. held in Germany because they were the first ones <coughs> to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's working and the groups from America love to go there and uh, well, you know, our, Europe's our, supporting our, uh, it. Baden Street are planning to go over there. Yeah, well. you know, it's a, it's a yeah. big thing. So yeah. uh, I think, you know, and, yeah. and worldwide, you have a look at uh, even Sweet Adelines International this year at their international convention are looking at having some mixed groups on yeah, stage. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm. So uh, it, it's certainly something that's it's not just localized yeah that's yeah. awesome speaking yeah. of sweet outlines i've got um what <laughs> what do you think what is the future of the relationship between bha and saa look i think we're very very lucky in australia that we have um we have a really good working relationship with sweet outlines region 34 yeah um it's it's kind of the norm here that, uh, that we do what is unusual overseas um, you know, here we already um, yep. share resources. We go to each other's educational events. We help marshal at each other's conventions. <coughs> um, we're on each other's shows. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, Sweet Adelines who are members of our education faculty. Uh, so it's already a, a really sort of cooperative uh, relationship that we have. Yeah. And, and I think we just need to look at ways to really strengthen that and, and work from that strength because uh, it's, it is unique. Um, it's not as um, different as it is in other parts of the world where the men and the women are very clearly separated and very, very different. Mm -hmm. um, here we have some really smart people in Sweet Ads um, and some smart people in our organisation who understand that you know to do anything else is to split your market, mm. which is a silly thing to do. So, uh, yeah, I think in the future we'll be working together yep. very closely. Um, particularly with the membership changes, is that that may you know that, that conversation is going to need to be had. Yeah. And um, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's it's got to be understood that we're not trying to steal Sweet Adelines members. Yep. 
but what we're trying to do is recognise that there, there needs to be an avenue somewhere for people who would like to sing uh, and you know it's our job to provide those avenues yeah that's, yeah because that's a big you know that's a big uh, I guess a, a quiet point at the moment between BHS yeah, yeah. and Sweet Islands International there's not it's sort of they're all very not nothing's being mentioned so much when, when oh, we yeah, were considering yeah. bringing in mixed harmony here in Australia we sat down with the Sweet Adelines Region 34 board yep. and talked through it there and said, go. look, we're not, you know, we are not trying to, you know, we're not going to have um, female quartets in our contest at this point of time. What we're looking at doing is bringing in mixed harmony. Mm-hmm. It's providing an avenue for men and women <coughs> who want to sing together and, and, and so forth. Now, you know, that's now gone one step further with BHS. With every everyone in harmony, yep. So that is, you know, that is something that is going to have to be addressed. Um, I guess it's going to be it's going to be a difficult. It is going to be a difficult conversation, yeah. Um, because you know, one, I think one organisation or the other will be feeling. You know, may could possibly be feeling aggrieved. You know, if, if members leave yep. to to join the other organisation, so yeah. it's going to be a very you know, it, it's going to be a tricky thing. Yeah. Um, whether it happens in Australia or not, though, fortunately, is completely at our choice. Yeah. We don't have to follow BHS. Yeah. Yep. Um, we can we can determine our own destiny. So. Um, and I think that's, you know, probably as, as, you know, Dan can speak more on that because he's now sort of addressing that particular issue. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to tread very, I would imagine we're going to tread very carefully and we're going to do a lot of consultation and, uh, you know, we're going to just, uh, we're going to just see how, how the cards fall. It's, you know, I think rushing into something would be, you know, yeah. would be unwise. You're right, Ian, you know, we've, we've got a lot of conversations to have and, and I mean, the good news is, because other organisations have made the jump, um, we now have the very comfortable position of being able to sit back and watch and learn. Yep. Um, what we want to make sure is that our members are fully supported in whatever we decide. So whether that means that we change membership categories or change what we're doing at the moment, um, all of that stuff is something that's going to be decided by our members. Yeah. Um, so I think that you know the first thing is to just make sure that our members know that there's no danger or fear of them mm-hmm. losing what they've already got. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's going to be forced to do anything. But the conversations that we have around all of this stuff, uh, you know, I, I can't urge people strongly enough to be really involved in this. It's really important that we hear people's opinions and, yeah, it is. and, and hear their stories and, and hear what they'd like to do with their singing. Um, you know, it would be a very sad state of affairs for us to make any sort of decision thinking that we'd hurt everybody yep. and then have people start to voice yeah. concerns. Yeah. So I guess that would be my main challenge is getting people really involved in these conversations. And I think it's it's really an attitude thing too that you know it's you gotta bring the right attitude to the table in all of these all of these um, issues. And from one example really complicated issue is uh, as far as membership is in Great Britain where you've got BABS, the British Association of Barbershop Singers, LABS, the Ladies Association yeah, of British yeah. Barbershop Singers, and the Sweet Adelines group. Yeah, right. So you've got Sweet Adelines region 
in Great Britain, yep. and you've got 2,000 women singing in labs, Yeah, okay. which is huge. And just this last month, the three groups have formed a permanent committee yep. to coordinate all of the shows, just like we've done here, yeah, well. and, and to be uh, supplementary instead of uh, there you go. You know, being negative together, factors. Of the greater good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's um, we'll take a little break because I think that's for here. I heard pizza. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But when we get back, we'll get into um, some more of like the history and who who did what and when and stuff like that. All right. (sighs) All right, Dan. Getting back to your point. (laughs) If if indeed there was one. What was that one? We were talking about. um, Oh, you wish more people would knew about like how big the society was and what you know there was actually a council and whatnot um what would you like joe barbershopper to know about the council uh, i guess first just to know that there is a council um there's a bunch of guys who um like uh, um, normal members uh, joined the society just because they like to sing um, but they decided to find other ways to help sort of give back to that society so there's a bunch of guys um, who have different responsibilities to help um, choruses and members within those choruses to enjoy their barbershop as much as possible. So we've got a guy who's in charge of um, education for all of our, our members, another guy who's in charge of marketing, another guy who's in charge of developing youth programs, another guy who's in charge of the membership side of things, uh, another guy who's in charge of organising all the, the events that we put on. Um, so, you know, there's a really good team of guys at a national level who are trying to coordinate everything that we do as an association um, so that members can, can have, you know, an optimal environment for mm. their singing. You just had a big face-to-face in Hobart, yeah? We did. Once a year we all get together uh, face-to-face because we all live in different cities and different states. And so we get together and, and do a bit of strategic planning. So. Um, this year we uh, we met in Hobart. We we traditionally meet in the in the town that's about to host the next convention yeah, because sense. we like to go there and uh, and make sure that you know everything is sort of set in place for our members to have yeah. a, a great time at the convention. <clears throat> that's a that's an important thing because to know to go to a convention and know that the council running the place running the convention has been to that place already and has checked it out and it. it, it fills you with confidence and you're like okay I know it's going to be fine and it's going to be a good time yeah and look council's been running conventions now for about five years um, you know we think we've got the model down pretty well mm-hmm. um, we've learned a lot over that five years about what to do and what not to do of course yep. but we think we've refined it pretty well and uh, things work quite well now but um, you know there are just little refinements that we make every time um, this time we actually stayed in the venue that's going to be our Harmony Academy after the convention uh-huh. um, so that's the Tasmania Police Academy, <laughs> and um, so uh, <laughs> plenty of all those jokes, all those yep. jokes were had. Um, we um, we were there actually at a pretty cool time. There was well, not a cool time, I guess. That's a terrible choice of words. Uh, we'll edit that bit out. We were there at a time that was very interesting because there were big bushfires down in Tasmania, and yep. so the Police Academy was being used as an accommodation base for a lot of firefighters from interstate yeah. and a lot of ambulance officers from interstate. So the night times um, were kind of interesting. We would go along to the bar and they'd ask us to sing a song. Hey. And uh, so, you know, they were very uh, big alpha males yeah. and we were not. <laughs> and, uh, but it was great how bonding over a song, yeah. uh, you know, that led to a, a whole lot of stories and a whole lot of dreams. So 
that was a, a, a great time. <laughs> but no, getting back to the, the the venue itself, you know, we went down there, we checked out the academy. This year's um, Harmony Academy is going to be probably the best yet because it's the first time we've been in a purpose-built educational facility. True. So all of the classrooms are all set up with AV sound lights. So everything's there. Um, you know, proper facility, great food. Mm. Um, you know, so it's it's going to be pretty a pretty exciting thing this year. Cool as that. Cool. So let's do Mike Donnelly. So um, you were president of the World Harmony Council. Yes, for indeed. Quite a while. For still. seven years and now, still? and still, still counting. You yeah, can't give it away to anybody. <laughs> uh, actually, a lot of people ask how many barbershoppers are there in the world, and we realized nobody knew because nobody was keeping track. Right. And World Harmony Council, though, is a group of just the presidents of all. 14 barbershop organizations and it's like a senate because Australia is on equal footing with BHS in the US yeah, right. with three data lines with being everybody's equal and we meet at uh, internationals uh, every year and put on a showcase which used to be called the Jamboree and now it's a showcase where the gold medalists from all the countries mm -hmm. quartets and courses show up and put on a big show and the money from that we take and go looking for other barbershop groups around the world and since barbershop is always big on acronyms, we had to have something for singing, searching internationally for new groups of barbershoppers, which became Sing B. Sing B. So the Sing B thing is to try to find quartets or anybody around the world. And in the last <coughs> six years or so, we've come up with a quartet called, for some reason, Red Feet in Brazil. Yep. I'm not sure why. <laughs> One in Argentina, uh, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Um, Singapore uh, and about well actually 15 other places but the good thing is some of us have been around long enough to, to remember or be acquainted with when organizations like Australia formed and New Zealand yep. and some of the rest of them so that's what we're trying to get going and in fact we now have a new group a new organization in France and a new group in, in Italy which certainly has enough musicians there to should be able to get good barbershopping going. So we've got those two going, and we give grants to the people and send them back to Harmony University in the U.S. Yep. And and or other Harmony uh, universities, like we're looking at trying to get some to come down here to Australia from Sri Lanka. And so it's, it's been a really a really good thing to spread barbershopping. And the bottom line is there are about 60,000 barbershoppers, male yeah. and female, in the world 60, right now. 60,000. And it's Ooh. it was going down, 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 down over the last couple of decades, and it's leveled out and it's creeping back up now. So that's that's a positive sign. <coughs> so we're still looking every day and uh, trying to find new groups of barbershoppers. Yeah. What do you think the the so it's gone down, but what do you think the creeping back up is due to, perhaps? Oh, definitely the youth movement. Yep. Uh, barbershopping traditionally has a big age blank hole in the age. 35 to 55, somewhere in there. Sure, yeah. You get the young guys in, and you got the old guys who are just getting older and older and older. And we're trying to fill in that area there mm -hmm. with new members. But uh, if you can just get a couple of young members interested, uh, you get two in the chorus, and then they get two more, and they've got a quartet. Yep. And then it just builds from there, and that's kind of like what uh, what VE did here. Yeah. I think the other thing that's happening, and this is not, uh, this is fairly global. Is the recognize the recognition from organisations that they need to perhaps offer different types of membership? So you know, not everybody wants to pay a 
maximum amount of membership so that they can go along to conventions and get the free magazine yeah. Yeah. and all of that other stuff because maybe they don't go to conventions. So mm. being able to have a flexible sort of membership arrangement is seems to be enticing people to stay on as well. Yeah, so the, the retention rates are, are probably a little higher sure. than they traditionally have been. And another thing is, especially in the, in the U.S., they're trying to expand the barbershop visibility into all other types of music. Yeah. And with uh, and every time there's a music educator conference somewhere, they'll manage to have a barbershop quartet singing for Yeah, them. cool. And uh, I know they used to do that in Hawaii all the time. And these, these other music teachers say, wow, that's really cool. I have to teach my kids that. Yeah. And then and you get a... Your four chorus singing yeah. barbershop. Yeah, that's right. And the exactly. next ASMA conference, uh, that's the Australian um, version, is here in Perth. And Baden Street are going to be going along to, to sing for the teachers. So When is that? Later this year. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Later this year. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we just ask you specific details that you may not be aware of. <laughs> the, um, the, 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 the challenge always is, you know, with the membership age profile, mm. that there's a peak at about... 25 right and then there's a dip as Mike said and then there's another peak at about 65 mm -hmm. because when you know <coughs> and it applies equally probably to men and women right yeah you know, when you get into those sort of ages from 30 to 45 you're pursuing career you got kids yep. all those sorts of things and so you're giving those priority and so our membership tends to fall off yeah you know what what we would hope to see is, you know, with having the group in the 25 coming through, that at least some of them will stay, stay yeah. right? So, you know, for example, I joined when I was 28, and, you know, I was probably one of the ones that just stayed through, you know, kids, career, or whatever, you know. But a lot of people, you know, the pressures just get too much, the support at home is not as, 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 you know, as what it should be, or whatever. So. So that is a challenge, you yeah. know. Um, it's always a challenge to, to get that age group to come through yeah. because the younger group join because they want to sing. Yeah. They don't want to manage, they don't want to administer, they just want to sing, they just want to have fun. Yep. It's the older group that tend to do the administration <coughs> and the management. So, you know, if we can push, at least push the curve back a little bit, mm -hmm. that'll help. <coughs> yeah. You know. It's funny, like, I think uh, Vocal Evolution is a good example of exactly that, mm. of um, seeing people come through and then leave for a while and, yeah. or, you know, and pursue other things yeah. because that's the time when they can, you know, and, yeah. and we kind of keep in touch with a lot of people and, and that's why right now, you know, we're looking at sort of helping bring people back in to whatever they can do. It's like, yeah. okay, you can only do two contest songs? Cool, come right. along. Yeah. You don't have to be there for the full journey. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's like yeah, it's like Dan was saying, catering your membership to yeah to keep people in, involved because yeah. there's no reason to yeah because barbershop yeah. is a very yeah involved sport. So so <laughs> you know, and I, and I guess you know we're talking about BHA here. So BHA mm -hmm. probably has a role in getting that message out to to our groups that yeah. you know um, your membership can be more than just full-time membership and that's the only option yeah the challenge we have is every chorus kind of operates independently and kind of has their own way of operating and 
while we don't want to tell them how to operate, we can at least help them understand that there are these different models that they could use, which would help barbershop overall, you know, continue to to prosper and grow. So you know, that's that's yeah. One of the challenges, I think, one of the challenges for us you know, as presidents of BHA has been communication. Just getting getting the message out that you know there are there's all these things that you can think about, um, and you know, please do. Yeah, yeah. That was actually great. <laughs> Segued into my next question. That was well done, Ian. Thank you very much. Was about call me Dorothy. Was about communication and how it's changed over the time. I mean. Obviously, in the last few years, we've had a rapid increase of being able to tell people things straight away and in their face and the social marketing sort of side of things. So, um, how did you know? Because you mentioned um, the, the, the dust storm problem that you had and you had to get um, you put paper flyers under, the, flyers yeah, under yeah. people's things. Whereas <laughs> nowadays, you just send a text or you just, you know, everyone would find out like that. Um, so yeah, so what were the challenges back then, um, moving into now? I guess. Oh, it, the advantages. At first, I go back so far that I've got a big stack of folders of the history of AMS. Yep. Which is letters and and stuff like that, which I'm going to hand over to Dan tonight Pass. as part of, <laughs> as part, as part of uh, the, the AMS BHA history. We, we might have a bonfire. <laughs> yeah, we might have, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that was you know, hardly even using emails back then. Mm. I mean, that was ninety. 6,000 emails filed. Um, there, no matter from who it was from, if, if I got an email that was about barbershop, it's in a folder sure. electronically. And But now, so email is what I've lived on forever. Yep. But in the last several years, <coughs> everything's going to, to Facebook and the blogs all over the and all this other stuff. And I'm having a hard time catching up on where there's so much information that hmm. I say, well, I look there. No, it's not there. I look over there. And sometimes it's here and sometimes it's there. And it's good because the information's all there, but you got to make sure you know how to find it. Yeah, and listen, the biggest challenge, I guess, too, though, is there, there is so much information, and you've got to actually stop and read it. Uh, you know, yes, we are we are all victims of information overdose yeah. and overload, mm. and uh, you know we get so much information from everywhere all the time, every day. And yeah. so, if we try to get a simple message out to our members, you know, often we think, yep, yeah. we've sent an email, that'll work, or you know, we've put it on our website, that'll work. Uh, you know, we try well, so many different angles, but uh, yeah, we've, we've you know the, 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 the interesting out. thing is that in the old days, right? If it was posted, people would read it, yeah, because it arrived in the mail and yep. you'd read it, right? Or you make a phone call, yep. and the message the message gets passed on. Yeah. Now, receiving the message is kind of optional. It's kind of like, well, okay, it's there, but I may not read it. And so that's that's a challenge. 
Well, it's really an issue now. Just in the World Harmony Council, I found out we try to do things very organized, and I've sent some like two-page detailed message with instructions on how we're going to do a vote on new members and things like that. And I get an answer back from one of our members who I won't mention. It mm. says, sounds good, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> and the, yeah, he didn't read the entire message. No way he read it on his phone. Yeah. And um, you looking at me. So he just <laughs> 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 says, no, no, this is in Europe, actually. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys right, in Europe. Right, right. So, so won't know that. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's really true. As, as people have gone to uh, using their phones instead of emails, I found, from my perspective, which is obviously jaded, um, they don't tend to read as much right. of the detail or read it all the way to the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, phones are quicker. Yeah. Yeah, people will yeah. do want that. Just like, just tell me what's important. I don't care about the rest. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. So, so, moving on now, I know you've got uh, Dan working on, or well, you're Dan, but there's another Dan. Yeah, Dan Beckett, our marketing yeah. VP, is. Um, He's had some great success with our Facebook and other social media, so yep. you know the tweets and all that sort of stuff. So our, mem- uh, our, our stats on that, we just looked at those um, at our face-to-face in Hobart, yep. and uh, he's, he's been really successful in, in engaging a lot more of an audience mm. and getting that message across. So that's fantastic. Of course, the challenge is that a lot of the audience that we are engaging is the younger yep. membership, not the older guys who are not used to that technology yet. So. We've still got some steps to take, but uh, it's a good start. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because that's going to be there. You know, the, you know, you've got to start with them, and then it's going to keep going with the. That's right. There's going to be more young people, hopefully. Um, cool. Well, if uh, anyone got any uh, other finishing thoughts, final thoughts from our esteemed president of uh, the maybe, year? Maybe make a, a quick comment that. Yeah. With all the administrative things that we have to work to, and, and a lot of the frustrations come up there because it is. It's a big business. You got a lot of people that you're trying to take care of, mm. but that still our goal is singing as the best that we can to make <coughs> ourselves happy, but more importantly, make other people happy. Mm-hmm. We can do a performance and really move people in the audience, whether it's laughter or tears. You feel like you've really made a difference in somebody's life, and that's the opportunity we have in barbershop. Yeah, is to do that all the time. So yeah, that's nice. no matter what the administrative stuff mm. is, that's what we want to keep focused on all the time. Yeah, that's nice. I think I think one of the things is you know um, through you know movies like Pitch Perfect and and uh, mm. some of those other ones you know barbershop and acapella singing has become a lot more relevant to modern society and uh, a lot more popular. Yep. And you know I think we have you know we have taken steps to take advantage of that. You know um, I mean we can't be what we're not. Yep. Um, but um, I think a lot, a lot more young people are open to harmony singing and a cappella singing than they were in, in the past. Yeah, because because of those uh, those shows, you yep. know. Um, especially, you know, in in fact, I think um, I think they're seeing that effect in America. Yeah, you know, and th- this whole everyone in harmony, I think, is also a bit of a bit of a reflection of well, we have to be relevant in modern society yeah you know we can't just be living in the past um, you know a, a young person today is not going to be attracted to an organization 
that is insular and you know closed to sections of society. So yep. we have to, mm. you know, we have to be inclusive to to attract them. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah really good point. Really good point. And and knowing sure. that yeah. you can't lose your history. Like you can, you know, you're always yeah. going to have the history yeah. of the, the organisation. It, it doesn't change. No. Yeah. We have yeah. our history. Yeah. We have our traditions. Yeah. But there are ways that we can, you know, work to build new traditions. Mm. You know, as well, yeah, and, and mm. contemporise. You know, when this when this art form started, back at the turn of the century, it was contemporary. Yeah, there you go. You know, <laughs> and so yeah. that's, that's a, a good a bit, point. The big challenge is to keep this contemporary. So even stuff as simple as and this is a breaking news right here, folks. <laughs> but this year, in order to make our Mast Sing event uh, a bit more contemporary, mm. so just by, by way of background, that's uh, at, at convention each year we all get together into a big. You know, um, uh, area of the host city, and we all sing a bunch of old songs together. There's about twelve songs that we all know all over the world, so we sing those together. And it's kind of a way of attracting attention for the convention, um, for this year's barbershop festival being held in Hobart. Um, we're going to try and contemporise a little bit of that that activity as well. So we're having a special Australian song written, there which we can all learn. Um, Alex Morris is going to be. Uh, Helping us out with that. Oh, cool. Of course, um, he is. What we're going to do is we're going to send <laughs> yeah. that send that copy out to every chorus, yep. so that they can all learn that. Yep. And and in order to contemporise our our organisation a bit, uh, you know, at least once a year we'll send out a new awesome cool Aussie arrangement for everybody to learn. Uh, and then we can get together and sing that. And then it's going to be something that the people in of Hobart this year will hmm. will recognise and, and be able to join in. So it's it's kind of heading down the line of the you know the, the instant choir or the pub choir idea, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. rather than a, a quite insular sort of yeah. activity where it's songs that only we know. Um, you know, we're looking at you know Daryl Braithwaite and Hunters and Collectors and yeah. you know like something quite contemporary yeah. to, to really uh, you know make that a, a lot more fun for everybody. Um, is there a change? Mm. Is there a bit of a the naming? Is there a festival name in the? Yeah, look, you know, we've had a talk about that at the council level, and we think that the word convention kind of implies it could could be seen to imply quite an internal event. Yep. So if you say, oh, there's a convention on in town, then you know the general people in that town would 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 just think, well, you know, that's nice. These people yep. are going to get together it's and do their own thing, and yeah. that's quite an internal thing. What we're introducing this year is the idea of a barbershop festival. Mm -hmm. So look out, barbershops coming to town. So yeah. we've got a whole uh, 10 days of activities planned for that town. So there there's pop-up events, um, you know, uh, surprise sing-outs. There's lots of media stuff going on. There's this pub choir going on. Yep. There's community events going on where members of the community can sign up and come along and join in and uh, learn a song, sing a song with, with experienced barbershoppers. Uh, so it's just more of a festival sort of feel, which we think really is a bit more inclusive, and that's where we, we want to be headed, you yeah. know, is um, finding our place in the community uh, you know, and, and really supporting our community a bit better. There you go. Well, there you have it, everyone. Yeah. Thanks very much, yeah. guys. We've got yeah. Dan Millgate, Ian Mulholland, and yeah. Mike Donnelly, bloody legends of BHA, if I may <laughs> say so. Thank you, Ash. Uh, thank enjoyable. you for your time. Yeah. It's been thank great. You. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Ash. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, what a treat it was. Uh, and uh, well done to uh, my learned colleague, Ash Schofield, for having three past presidents of AMS and BHA on, uh, on the uh, podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah. As always, keep that feedback flooding in um, <laughs> at uh, ashschofield at barbershop.gmail.com.au.nz. <laughs> or perhaps it's the Facebook group. That'll be fine. That the, is, the, the Facebook that page. That would probably be better. Yeah. <laughs> Just, 
Uh, but if you know where that is, you already know where that is because you're listening to this. Uh, good. Thank you, everybody. And uh, yeah, keep listening. We'll see you again real soon. Bye.